Amen. Hallelujah. Uh, let's have our seat. Uh, good morning, everyone. Oh, yeah, it's the morning. And um, I do not take this opportunity for granted. Um, it's a great privilege. Thank you, Isaac. Thank you uh, for everything you do for us. And um, 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 I personally am grateful. And um, I know we all here, yeah, we're also grateful to God. Are we? Yes, sir. Okay. Uh, thank you so much. Hallelujah. Um, so last week, uh, I think I started a thought, and uh, um, Papi said I should go and do uh, more study on it. To be very honest with you, I looked at the, my old daughter, and I was like, uh, I don't know what to write again, no. <laughs> but, um, you know, many a times when God speaks uh, to you, um, it's a different thing from when God speaks through you to people. There are, there are two different things. You, if, you, if you are trying uh, your best to speak to people the way God speaks to you, it might be a struggle. I don't know, maybe there's a training around it that you get, but uh, many a times... Uh, the times I've heard God speak to me about what uh, I taught last week and what I'll also be sharing this week, I wish I was just here when he said it and I would just say it. You know, it uh, but at times, it, uh, it would also meet you in awkward places and uh, you might not even be able to quickly run to maybe pick a phone or pick a notepad. But I trust God to help us just see a little um, out of the, the conversation. I think we had it in the first service, and I don't know if uh, you're here and uh, you were not in that first service. I, I don't know if uh, you streamed online as well. But I think I remember some months back that the reason why we have two services is not so that it can fit your schedule properly. Actually, it, uh, it's for us to get the harvest. It wasn't for you. So... Uh, if you don't maximize the two services, uh, you most likely you're not doing yourself enough good. Amen. Amen. So even if you probably maybe have a schedule somewhere else, you know, try and stay, you know, connected. You know, anyhow, anyway. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. And so uh, we looked at a, or I shared a conversation with us last week, uh, which was around order and structure. Uh, tools for for what? preservation preservation and um, I think uh, we talked a lot about uh, or we talked about a lot of things around you know preservation you know how God desires that uh, we last amen. amen you know uh, I said that one of the concerns for every good thing is when we list up <laughs> or for how long you know it's just like when they give you Anything that is good, uh, behind, behind your thought or your thinking or your thanksgiving is uh, for, for how long will this be, you know? Uh, you know, it's just also very interesting that when God also blesses us, uh, we still have space in our mind to ask as well. But I also noticed in the scripture that God doesn't just extend his hand without 
the provision of sustenance. You know, God is not Father Christmas. You know, Father Christmas does not have any plan from December 31 till the next December. There's no plan. You know, the next Father Christmas is what we are uh, looking forward to. And God is also not a magician. So God, God is not sad that uh, he repeated the same thing or he told you the same thing he told Abraham. You know, God is not, you know, a magician uh, latches on your uh, reaction to, uh, to his new tricks. You know, he's, actually, that's the magic. The magic is that you are carried away. Like, you know, there's, you know, the woman that changed to man, there's something behind the scene, but the theatrics is to get you carried away. Do you get? God is not, you know, he's not in that business where he's just doing things to carry the whole world away. God is very intentional. You know, if God blesses a man today, he has seen the end from the beginning. He didn't bless the wrong person. You know, he, 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 extended, he extends his hands with a great intention and with a whole lot of provision of sustenance, a lot of provision around preservation. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And I think last week we looked at a story of the children of Israel where they had been with a particular move of God. You know, if you go back to Exodus 25 and you look at how God birthed the concept of the ark, it's a very detailed experience. You know, I don't know if any man in the Bible had been in that length of experience, maybe other than John on the island of Patmos. You know, where you are like in a school, and God is downloading pattern, processes, and details. Like, some of us, we don't, ret- we don't retain the details of our experiences. We just take the aura, like, wow, God appeared to me, blah, 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 and all of that. Like, it was that detailed. You know, the last verse of uh, Exodus 25 said, you would build this ark according to the pattern that I have shown to you. That's, that's like a requirement for the experience. Now, the experience is one, which is the presence of the Lord will come and dwell amidst the children of Israel. Now, that could be enough. You can say, God has said, it will be amidst us. And you lose the details of, oh, okay, get me this ark that is 25 centimeter cubic. People of God, that's a lot of details. You know, it, 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 it tells me that God is not as bothered about the first giving, but so much bothered about how the first giving translates into what remains over a very long period of time. You know, I did mention last week that when God blesses you with a thing, immediately look for the structure of that blessing. See, I'm I'm a living testimony of structure of the blessing. Not, you know, I remember, this is even a testimony. There was a particular time in my life, I, I knew there wasn't a problem around receiving again. The big deal was around appropriation. Amen. Amen. Now, when God blesses you, and the first thing that comes to your mind is, uh, you know, you start receiving all the alerts around upgrade, you, you won't appropriate the blessing. 
you would, uh, you would most likely come back to the same place you were when he blessed you. I'm serious. And I say regardless of how much it is. See, money is meant to be spent. Resources are meant to be spent. So it's in your own intelligence, you can't, you have the natural ability to waste. The reason why we go to school is to manage resources, right? The reason why you, God gives you wisdom is to manage, because naturally, you will, you would even waste your life if they didn't help you. Naturally, you would, you would, I mean, every path that a man has chosen for himself is a path of wastage. So it's only God, when he, he sent us into this earth, that had the mindset of purpose and created the path of preservation in it. Amen. Amen. And so we, we, we say that God is intentional, but also God is not the author of confusion. That's 1 Corinthians. Let's go to 1 Corinthians 12. I think we'll just read that place a bit. And this was an experience in the church in Corinth that led Apostle Paul to write. I think we'll start from verse 1, but we'll jump after a while. He says, now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I do not want you to be ignorant. Now, when an apostle writes to a church, um, we can... uh, we can make a lot of inference. We can say it's God speaking to them, right? We can say um, God has seen their end and is intending to caution them, you know. And so he says concerning this very wonderful experience, I don't want you to be ignorant. And he said a lot of things, a lot of education. That means they had been in this experience, right? And there were a lot of abnormalities, you know. Papi made mention of one example, the one that took his father's wife. And maybe he was still prophesying. Do you understand? You know, there were a lot of experiences that were contradicting. And the apostle had to write, starting the, the chapter with this, that concerning spiritual gifts, there is something you don't know. Concerning the blessings that God has given to you, there is yet something you guys don't know. Then he went and he broke it down. But let's go to verse... Um, I think verse 31. Let's start from there. Amen. Amen. Oh, sorry. I think we should, sorry. Let's jump to, so, you know, 12, 13, 14 had the same body of conversation. You know, it started from the gift of the spirit, broke it down into the different gifts. Then it went to 13 and it talked about, uh, I show you a more excellent way where he talked about love, blah, blah. 14 also talked about if I give my body to be burnt and all of that. Now, let's go to 1431. We don't have a lot of time. That's why. Um, yeah, it says, for you can all prophesy one by one. I probably guess this, this is a situation where somebody says, don't say the Lord. I don't really, don't say the Lord. You know, you can imagine. Uh, you know, I remember a friend told me a story of a, a man that was saying uh, in Yoruba, "Thus hear the Lord, uh, I am the Lord." You know, meaning like "Bai Loluawi Emiloluwa," and he was screaming, 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 and one old man tapped him. He woke up Loluwa, meaning you are not the Lord. So they didn't hear him. So he was, "Thus hear the Lord, I am the Lord, I'm your miss." 
the old man there, away. <laughs> so he's in Akure, you know, you know the way they will put intonation. Away, he will call Lulua. Amen. And I can imagine, you know, the chaos. And that's also something I will talk about today, that the order in your life or the order you should desire in your life is to prevent chaos in your life. We would come back there. And whenever you see a place that is orderly, don't be abnormal. Chaos is not of God. And that's where I want us to go to. Uh, yeah, it says, for you can all prophesy by one, uh, one by one, that all may learn and all may be encouraged. All the spirits of the prophets are subject to the prophets. God is not the author of confusion. You know, that's something to take in. Uh, to a great deal, you can absolve yourself from this and say, oh, this, this only has to do with spiritual gifts. No, this has to do with everything that is godly. Yeah. God wouldn't give a thing and causes confusion. Yes, it's, it's that simple. You know, God wouldn't you know, bless you with a thing and... Uh, you say your life is, is not normal again. Do you get? When, when God comes into a thing, he says what? Well, it's of peace. So it's the desire of many that you know, God intervenes. Yes, and so he says God is not the author of confusion. So everywhere you've seen confusion, God didn't have a hand in it. It is us, our labadje. So everywhere and every time an experience has been bastardized, mismanaged, or wasted. God was never part of it. Wastage and God. You know, remember that story? You know, Papi has taught very well about the feeding of the 5,000. You know, Jesus said, go and pack the waste. It's a culture. Go on, go on. There was a a time that I always just thought, you know, uh, you know, Whatever, you know, God blesses you, blesses you, blesses you. But your, your blessing is uh, allocated. And anything that is allocated is limited. Yes. For example, let me say, God just blesses me with a good job. And I just start driving all through Jojo. And start giving all the beggars money. I will be the last one to take their seat after a while. Until I told myself that he is unlimited, but the resources he has given me is limited. Let me give you another example. If you're not a member of this house, it would be unfair to eat from what God has blessed Papi for those in this house. The resources God has given to him is for those who are connected to the house. It would be unfair. And it should be okay if you come and you're like, well, I'm not sure I was really blessed. Yes, maybe. God is trying to also let you know that. But you came to this place. So. Amen. The resources of God are allocated. When something is allocated, they've numbered it. They said, in the breaking zone, uh, uh, everybody, everybody. Okay, so take the blessing because this is the one that is allocated to GCCC. Allocation means it has been numbered. 
So it's, it's, it's not about boya. You know, maybe God will just bypass or maybe just make it available. And so the, the, the resources of God, I told myself, the resources of God from, that has come to me is allocated. So I must not be wasteful. So if you, if you eat and you didn't, you know, because you know that the cupboard is full, that's, that's, not, that's not godly. Yes. So I had to start telling myself, I told my wife, our resources are not unlimited though. You might, see, you can say, is El Shaddai. You, he is, he is, not you. <laughs> Amen. Amen. See, let me tell you, one reason why the resources of God don't last in us is because we think that we are the unlimited state of that blessing. See, a footballer that can play very well is just for that time. Yes. If, if, if he thinks... <laughs> I don't want to use Bash Ali's story. <laughs> no, no. But if you think that... You know, the way I code now, I won't be able to code like that when I'm... I'll be sleeping off. I'll do like, hello. I won't even complete the word. You might not know what hello word is. Hello word is what every programmer has written. And if you have not written it, I don't know where you learned <laughs> your own program for. <laughs> Amen. Amen. And so God's resources to you, they were allocated to you. We have to bear that in mind that if, if God blessed me, how will I appropriate this blessing? What's the mechanism for appropriation? And so I began to pray. And I began to trust God to take me to that phase where I can create structures. And Papi sent me a word then of what to do exactly. See, that was my preservation tactic, that structure for that particular blessing. Now, because, because it's God's blessing does not mean or doesn't mean that men would automatically respond to it. Yeah. Because it's God's blessing, men, men would not, uh, you could have blockers, you know. It could be that they didn't promote you at work. Does, does not make it less of God's blessing. Yeah. It could be that you have a very unrealistic boss. But what keeps you preserved is the order and the structure that God gives to you. And that's why whenever God blesses you with anything, ask another question. Say, God, what? Because if you think, oh, I've gotten it. I can, I've gotten the breakthrough. In God's mind, there are still more conversations. Moses desired that God would dwell amidst them. But beyond that breakthrough, God gave him details around the ark. He gave him details around the ark, how they should build the ark, how they should move the ark, how we should create the structure of even humans that will be moving the ark from wherever they need to move it to, even as detailed as I have anointed this person to join you to build this thing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Can we say to ourselves, God is not the author of confusion. confusion. So whenever you see anything that is not of peace, that looks a lot like chaos, it's not of God. 
It's not of God. It's not of God. If you, if you see chaos anywhere, it's not of God. See, anything you even live on its own would not necessarily just be okay. There's decaying and degrading that naturally falls on anything on this earth. I know Papa has thought about that. It's because we're in the falling, we're in the falling earth. You just put a leaf, don't water it, it will die. If you just be yourself, just be yourself, you can't be yourself. Like in the space of one week, you will degrade. So everything that is not, you don't set order into motion into it as a path of destruction. So if God blesses you or when God blesses you with a thing, I like using when. When is the sure promises of God is when. It's not if. When God blesses you, ask again. Ask again, God, what is the manner of this blessing? What is the culture of this blessing? What is the way of this blessing? Now, it's not so much about, God, how will this blessing last for you? But it's so that through that journey and through that process, you will be able to pass on a legacy and a godly heritage. Hallelujah. And so, let's, let's read on. Um, but of peace, as in all the churches of the saints, let your women keep silence in the churches, for they are not permitted to speak. Please, if you misinterpret this, you're on your own. So, at least it won't be here that you manifest this. So, uh, <laughs> you know, anytime, anytime Papi is threatening anyone, and, and he just mentions Tochuku, I'm like, yeah! <laughs> they will deal with you in this church. <laughs> Amen. Amen. But they are to be submissive as the law also says. And if they want to learn something, let them ask their own husbands at home. For it is shameful for women to speak in church. Or did the word of God come originally from you? Or was it you only that it reached? If anyone thinks himself to be a prophet or spiritual... Let him acknowledge the things which are right to you are the commandments of the Lord. But if anyone is ignorant, let him be ignorant. Therefore, brethren, desire earnestly to prophesy and do not forbid to speak with tongues. Yes. Let, can we all read this together? Amen. All things. Plus this spiritual experience, all things, all things, let all things be done decently and in order. So it corroborates that statement which says, God is never part of confusion. You do all things in order. You do all things decently. You do all things according to the pattern. You know, try, you know, I always give this example. You know, just try and imagine someone just run to the altar and just collect the mic. You yourself, you will not be happy. <laughs> no, don't imagine it because it's, it's not good imagination. Amen. So God desires that we do all things decently and in order. Last week also, we, we said something about um, um, we being a soldier of Christ. But I think most importantly, it was around 
Preservation does not operate in hiding. Amen. Amen. Preservation does not um, happen, you know. And I gave the example of a soldier. You know, imagine that, you know, you are, you are enlisted into the army. And whenever it's time for war, you, you just... You, you, no, I won't use that point touch. You run away. Amen. Amen. You run away and when the war is over, you join the the victory band or the army that is coming back to declare victory. No, you were not preserved. Wow. You, you didn't go to war. Wow. You know, I, read it, uh, I saw a story online of a woman that won a marathon award but never ran that marathon. <laughs> so she joined, she joined the, the marathon at the last stage then as they were almost getting to the ending of the race. And somebody has a very funny question that, Wow, this is a magnificent win. Someone winning the race without sweat. No, like you ran marathon and you didn't sweat. That's, she didn't win the race. She didn't even run the race. Let's even start from there. And so preservation does not manifest in hiding. Let's read uh, 2 Timothy, you know, where it talks about we be the soldier of Christ, you know, what we should do. Interestingly, I've not started the thought for today, but <laughs> Second Timothy 2, 1 to 4. Amen. Amen. I think maybe somebody dragged us back here. Maybe it's even me. So don't blame yourself too much. Are we there? Yes. So he says, you therefore must endure what? Hardship. As a good soldier of Jesus Christ. Very simple. There's, there, you would experience things because you are a soldier. So it, you won't run away from uh, hardship. No, no, no. Please go back there. No, no. Just, that's just where I want to see. You know, it says, you therefore, as a good soldier, you should what? Endure hardship. Endure hardship. Okay, let's move on. I think it's to four. Uh, no one engaged in warfare entangles himself with the affairs of this life, that it may please him who enlisted him as a soldier. And so, the preservation of a soldier is not that... Okay, verse 5, sir. Okay. Let's, let's go to 5, boy. And also, if anyone competes... Thank you, sir. I actually wanted to read this as well. Competes in athletes. You know, he's not crowned unless... You know, remember that story I said? Unless... He competes according to be very funny. The woman came on TV to say, I will shock them in the next race. I will shock them. They don't know that I won this race. Like literally, that was what she was like she was saying. And so you don't deserve the crown if you don't compete according to the rules. And so as a soldier, your preservation is sticking to the order and structure of your group, of your clan of your army. Amen. 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 So I'll say this lastly, then I'll quickly jump to a more focused thought on order. Now, the Lord is your keeper. You know, we talked about Shama last week, being uh, a word used for, or is an Hebrew word, but it means preserve, to preserve a thing. Now, God is the Shama. 
God is Jehovah, you know, Jehovah Shama. Jehovah Shama. Jehovah. Some of us know all those names, but Jehovah Shama. God that preserves. God is your preserver or the one that preserves or the one that has the responsibility to keep you. But you are the custodian of his order and structure. Now, what does that mean? Number one, what does it mean to be a custodian? It's, it's a very simple word. It means you, you are in charge. It's, it also means you take responsibility for. It also means you care, you look out for, you search it out. I mean, it could mean a lot of, a lot of things. It means you are responsible for. That's, what, that's a simple meaning for custodian. So if you say you are, you are, a child is in your custody, it means you are responsible for that child. Do you get it? Now, God keeps. And how he keeps is that you listen to the after conversation, after the breakthrough, after the blessing, after the experience. Yours is to say, this is the order and the structure that God has given to me, and I will tend to it. I will look out for it. I will follow it. I would, you know, we prayed, we said something last week that, you know, we rebuke every disorderliness in our space. I will be the one chasing away disorderliness. I will be the one chasing anything that does not look like the structure. I will be the one removing from my life anything that brings chaos into me or into my space. Hallelujah. And so God is our keeper, right? But we take responsibility. We are responsible children of God. You know, you can't keep falling every day and you've not broken all the order and structure for holiness. No, no, no. It's, it's that simple. Yeah. God intends to keep you holy. God intends to keep you pure. But you can't break all the ethics of holiness and remain holy. Mm. You, 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 can't, you can't say, God, that's the, that's the way our world is. No. There's an order and God structure for this present day. Mm. No, you can't also say, you know, uh, um, I mean, this industry everywhere is just, no, no, no. The day you got that blessing, there was an instruction that came with it. Yes. You know, there was a day I was reading the story of the, the rich man that God took his life. Now, this is, not, this is my own personal revelation. So, <laughs> you know, he, he came from his, his farm that night. And probably he just looked around his bands and he was really happy. And he said that... Uh, uh, he asked the question, if you read that place very well. He asked the question that, what, what was he not going to do? Um, are you there? He says, okay, what shall I do? Since I have no room to store my crops. Now, that's a question, Abby, that needed an answer, right? So I always tell myself that. If this man had waited for God to answer first, he might not have died, or he may not have died. But he answered himself before God answered him. So that means there was a chance that God would speak. And so I said that to say that you can ask God for the order and structure for your life. Now, don't move on answering yourself. He said, what did he say to himself? He said, and he said, this is what I will do. Now, it means the structure is not necessarily the structure you created for yourself. I will do this. I will pull down my bands. 
and build greater. Now, this is economic structure. No, no, no. He said he will pull down the small ones and build a bigger one. He said, and there I will store all my crops. No, see, this is a structure, kind of, for preservation, right? But there's a lesson. Let's, Let's just read God's response. Very, very, and I will say to my soul, you, soul, <laughs> you have many goods laid up for many years. Take your ease, eat, drink, and be merry. Now, don't be angry at his response. We all, we've been here. Ah, Chanel or Mario to buy. You know that you've, you've, you've taken yourself to the best of the... <laughs> Some of you even took people along. You didn't go alone, you know. But God said to him, fool, this night your soul will be required of you. Then whose will those things be which you have provided? We will now know who gave you the pants. We will know who gave you the grains. We will know who gave you the harvest. We will know who gave you the rain. That's what that last place means. We will now know who those things be which you have provided. Now, don't try to craft out your structure. That's what I'm just trying to. That's why I read that place. Don't, don't like, ah, God has sent in $5,000. How will I preserve it? How will I preserve it? Okay, okay, okay. Okay, I need to. See, Moses didn't disturb himself about how will I keep the presence of God? How will I ensure? God gave him. God gave him the structure. Now, because the fear of the sermon last week was that now that we have said, go and get the structure. <laughs> Everybody's not looking for structure. Don't call me again. No. They don't call me this time. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, no. God gives structure. Hallelujah. He had a very wise and intelligent thought there. But I always say that this guy may have escaped death if he waited for God to speak first. If he waited, he just waited. You know, God, you gave this breakthrough. Is there something more? Is there something more to it? A very simple answer is, is bless, what's the blessing meant for? That's even a very simple one. What's it meant for? What's it meant for? You know, whenever God blesses, he doesn't bless only you. you no, know, if you're a child of this, you should know all these. These are etiquettes of being a member here. You know, if you think it's blessings for you, you are too small for God to be disturbing all those uh, uh, when God was blessing Abraham, there was always the conversation around generations to generations, generations to generations. And so God's blessings has all the characteristics of legacy, heritage, inheritance. So when, when he blesses you, it's beyond you. When he blesses you, you will see behind, behind the thought is generations behind you, nations behind you. So it's not about us. The blessings of God are not about us. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Uh, what was in 21? What was in 21? Is that, is that all? Don't worry, don't let us go to... Yeah, so easy he will lays up treasure for himself and is not rich 
toward God. Then he said to his disciples, uh, okay, and this, this is also a very good uh, concept Yeah, He says, therefore I say to you, do not worry about your life, uh, what you eat, nor about the body, uh, what you will put on, and etc. Yeah, let's, let's move away there. Let's go to uh, Jeremiah. And I want us to just look a little bit into order. Amen. You know, I also want to say this to someone. Don't build structure on emptiness. Seek revival. Seek fire first. Seek revival. Seek fire first. If you've lost something, don't build a cast or a structure upon what you've lost. Seek revival. Seek restoration. You know? Seek. Don't. You can only build or structure can only be layered on what God has given. Don't, don't build anything on what is not there. Do you get? It's just a clothing cast, or how would I put it? It's just a demo. No. Seek revival. Seek the real thing first. God will bring the structure. No, don't, don't build anything. Don't let people know that my, my life is disciplined. You know, this, this is how... Uh, you relate with me. No, that's, that's not even, it's even far from that. Now, there's a whole lot of what God does in you that brings diligence, brings discipline. But you can't go from there to that. You know, you can't walk back to the main equation. Do you get my point? So seek fire, seek revival. If you've lost anything, don't scream for the structure first. No, structure is the, is the next chapter of breakthrough, of deliverance. So when, when, you know, when, when, when he said that when you cast out a demon, now that's the breakthrough. But there's a structure for maintaining deliverance. Ensure you put something in there. Else, the guy will come back with worse guys. So the breakthrough is good. The structure is good. But if you don't have the breakthrough, look for the breakthrough. Trust God for the breakthrough. Pray for the breakthrough. But there will be another conversation on the structure. There will be another conversation on how you should go. Hallelujah. Amen. Yeah, let's go to Jeremiah, please. I think the way I can classify this thought, which is my last thought. Um, I didn't put my timer on, so I'm not sure. But I think I'm on time. Okay, sir. Uh, Jeremiah, uh, let's go to 30... One first. And so like I said, the, 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 the summary of this thought is how God risks everything on order. You know, even his own deals. Uh, let's go to 31. It's a very it's a long verse. 31. It says, Behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and the house of Judah. Sorry, before we go there, I'll go back to that instruction again. Don't build anything on emptiness. You would only live a, a pharisical life, you know, like Pharisee. You know, the whole... There was a particular time where the ark itself 
became uh, non-existing in a way, but the Pharisees created a sense of that it was still behind the veil. And I'm not sure if this is theologically uh, pushed, but one of the ideas behind even tearing the veil itself is to reveal the emptiness in the temple. Nothing is there. Now, Jews respect culture, order, you know, tradition. You know, it says, you know, when you are a Gentile, stay in the outer court, you know, uh, or, you know, don't even maybe come close to the court if you are just the people, you know, stay in the, maybe the outer court. Some people will go into the, uh, in, um, uh, the, the holy place, then some people will be in the holiest of all. Amen. Amen. But, you know, just splitting that veil just revealed, I mean, what was not there. And so don't, don't build structure on what is not there. See, it's better you ask, you will receive. Yeah. It's better you seek, wow. you will find. So don't, don't, don't disturb yourself about, okay, what, what structure will I build on this? If there's nothing there, you have a, a high chance of being a Pharisee. Form of godliness de- denying the power thereof. You have a great chance you'll be there faster than you can imagine. Please, amen. 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 So not according to the covenant that I made with their fathers. So at this point, God was speaking to Jeremiah and he was creating a conversation with Jeremiah around a new covenant that I was going to make with the children of Israel. That I made with their fathers in the day that I took them by the hand to lead them out of the land of Egypt. My covenant, which they broke... Though I was a husband to them, says the Lord. But this is the covenant. You know, when Papi was saying that the prophets, they, they hear the heart of God. You know, it's like God reporting Israel to Jeremiah. You know, I'm their husband though, but they still broke my, they still broke my heart. So you now imagine how the prophet will now prophesy. It's without vexation <laughs> that you broke God's heart. So that's, that's just a literal you know, meaning of, you know, when Papi said the prophet downloads the heart, the, the, the pulse of God, the heart of God. Amen. Amen. So God was reporting, uh, 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 he was reporting Israel to Jeremiah and he prophesied through Jeremiah. But this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, says the Lord. I will put my law, now this was the covenant. I will put my law in their minds and write it upon their hearts and I will be their God and they shall be my people. No more shall every man teach his neighbor, and every man his brother, saying, Know the Lord, for they shall know me. This is a revival, actually. You know, this is just even beyond Israel. This, you know, from the least of them to the greatest of them, says the Lord, I will forgive their iniquity and their sin, I will remember no more. Thus say the Lord, now, from that covenant, I'm just giving you like a prelude of what we're now going to read. He now moved into order conversation. Thus said the Lord who gives the sun for light by the day. Meaning, for you to know it's day, you see the sun. The ordinances of the moon and the stars for light by night. Moon will not come in the day, it will come at night. Who disturbs the sea and its wave roar. The Lord of hosts is his name. Let's move on. Now, he said, 
if those ordinances, now whenever you hear the idea of ordinance in the scripture, it means order. In the, it means order. When you say it means things you should do to get the right things done. So that, that's another word for ordinance. So he says if those ordinances, that's the sun coming by day, the moon by night, and the stars, says the Lord, then the seed of Israel shall also cease from being a nation before me forever. Now, let me go, let me try. And. God said, if anybody can bring the moon by day and make the sun to come by night, Israel will not exist again. Say, I'm not God again. You know the way you say, oh. like, 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 if you can change that ordinance, that blessing will never remain. See, this is a risk. Because if scientists get to this point, <laughs> it means that God saw the importance of the order he has created. And he hinged a covenant on it. So you are thinking your own blessing will not go if you don't follow order. He's, he's the one that created his new covenant. He could have just literally just said, my new covenant with you is that I will write a lot and just end the conversation. He now said, mm, I have... Shabam the God, I will risk this covenant wow. on an ordinance. Wow. Meaning, if this ordinance departs for whatsoever reason, whether scientists get more knowledge, you know, now they've started altering DNA. It's, it's like there's no end to innovation. And some of you are even like, hey, God, this thing that you said, why didn't you just make it very hard? <laughs> but God risked his covenant with Israel. On an ordinance, on an order. Let's let's move on. Is that the? I think that should, okay. Thus says the Lord: If heaven can be measured, and the foundations of the earth searched out beneath, I will also cast off all the seed of Israel for all the days, for all they have done, says the Lord. So He also says this, this is like another ordinance. You can't measure the heavens, but He says if you can actually measure the heavens. And you can really search out what makes the foundations of the earth. Israel will never be a seed again. Now, I mean, for free. This is why you will not take away Israel, even as a nation. Wow. It's, it's the ordinances of God that is still making that nation exist. Yes. See, whether you say, oh, IPAC is siding them, or this one is not siding them, United Nations are not serious, blah, blah, blah. God has created an ordinance that only if it is broken... Will Israel get out of the equation or that covenant be broken? For me personally, this is a risk because if men go on this journey and they get there, the word of God will be true. Is his word, is one that said it. Amen. Amen. So let's go to Jeremiah 33, then we'll begin to tie it up. So I just wanted to see that God Himself respects order. To risk his covenant on order. 33, 19 is a long read here. And the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah saying, Thus says the Lord, if you can break my covenant with the day. Now this buttresses that conversation uh, in the earlier chapter that talked about the sun for the day, the moon for the night. He says, if you can break my covenant with the day and my covenant with the night, so that there will not be day and night in their season, 
then my covenant also be broken with David. I don't know, maybe Papi will teach this. I don't know. Because I feel like we, we stop the conversation at God has blessed me. And even the devil understands the etiquette of our blessings more than we do. God says here that I, I will break my covenant with David. The day, day is no longer day. Night is no longer night. I want us to cherish the instructions God has given to us. That that is the survival of your blessing. That is even the survival of you. He says, uh, no, 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 go back there. I, I don't think we finished that. Then my covenant may also be broken with David, my servant, so that he shall not have a son to reign on his throne. And with the Levites, the priests, my ministers. Go on, please. And, the, and as the host of heaven cannot be numbered, nor the sand of the sea measured, so will I multiply the descendants of David, my servant, and the Levites who minister to me. Moreover, the, wor- the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah saying, Have you not considered what... Uh, okay, we're going to 26. Have you not considered what these people have spoken saying? The two families which the Lord has chosen... He has also cast them off. Thus, they have despised my people as if they should no more be a nation before me. Please go on. Thus says the Lord, if my covenant is not with day and night, and if I have not appointed, here again, is the ordinances of heaven and earth, then I will cast away the descendants. See, you might think, maybe this place, they just put it in the scripture and it's now confusing us. <laughs> It's like God having a two-faceted conversation. There's the deal, and there's the main deal. He says the deal will no longer be a deal if what holds the deal does not stay anymore. So he says, I will cast away the descendant of Jacob and David, my servant, so that I will not take any of his descendants. Now, this is anti the blessing that was in the previous scripture. I mean, the previous verse, before we even got here. I will not take any of his descendants to be rulers over the descendants of Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, for I will cause their captives to return and will have mercy on them. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, the guarantee of things functioning properly is determined by its order. You know, order is what God places the bet on. See, the bet that even any revival would achieve its purpose is in the order and the structure of that revival. Mm-hmm. You know, I, 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 during the week, the course of the week, I, I just told myself that I wanted to really understand the Azusa revival a bit. Very amazing revival, you know, powered by a black <laughs> in the U.S. You know, that was actually even the, one of the early interventions for breaking racism, you know. A lot of people see the natural intervention. But Azusa itself made that attempt. Because in that room, whites and blacks were fellowshipping there. A little story there. So Azusa revival spanned for three years, right? 
And very, what, 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 what was beautiful for me about it was they were meeting daily three times for that three years. It was a powerful revival. You know, it was a revival that when everybody comes in, uh, Brother Simon, that's the, the arrowhead of the movement, would say, you know, we're not here for drama. Uh, let's just trust God for, you know, he announces the order of the day, you know, so that you don't come with a very, because what was happening there was very strange and was mostly new, you know. Uh, and a lot of theologians, you know, really focused on that movement as the birth of the real Pentecostal movement. Now, there had been, there was a Welsh revival in 1904. So, Azusa was 1906. And so, uh, Welsh is Wales. Do you get So, Wales is five, Wales is in Europe. Um, um, Azusa is in the U.S., very close to Los Angeles. I think that's about where, where it happened. But the, the interesting thing for me in that story was the God gave, as much as maybe we all would have wanted that thing to last beyond that, but God sustained it by the checks and the balances. There were opportunities for the thing to even get derailed from day one. For example, I think there was a time when Brother Simon went somewhere to probably go learn you know, he was doing a lot of learnings, not just uh, what was just happening in Azusa. He traveled very well to really learn. There was even a particular learning he had that you know, racism was so high that in the church, he was sitting outside while the white folks that seemed like they were doing something close to Pentecostal, but not the Pentecostal, uh, they were teaching, and he only had to sit outside of the church because he couldn't come in because they were white uh, in, that, uh, in that auditorium. And so, the, the thing that happened in Azusa, God did a lot of work in Azusa. I'm not here to even bore us with, uh, with that. So if you can even maybe read up about it, it's fine. Uh, but every movement had a mechanism of God preserving it. The SU movement. The the Azusa movement, you know, the Welsh movement, every movement you probably would know. I've even given my assignment, assignment to actually go study uh, the revival of the church. You know, so I started from both the Welsh revival and the Azusa revival. But every movement, every revival that God has done, you know, now it's not a conversation of, don't let us bother about, oh, did he end when it's supposed to end? That's not what I want us to bother about. But God preserved it from day one with his order and his structure. Same also will be the GCCC or Jodu Revival. It would only be preserved by the order and the structure that God gives to us. See, don't uh, be like uh, Koram, Nadab, and I mean, those bad guys. You know, you know, how, 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 is, God, how is God doing this thing? Is it, is it only one man that... See, God is intentional about his Moses. God is intentional about his Moses. He's downloading, like I said, behind every miraculous that we see. We might not be hearing the second conversation. As per that revival, there is a second conversation. There is a how to preserve this that he's communicating to Pastor Zach. There's, there's a how. God is showing. We might not even be in the place to even receive yet. I'm not, I'm not even bothered about whether we are knowing or we are not knowing. 
but God would always have that second conversation. You know, imagine for more than five scriptures, he was giving the details of the ark. Giving the details of the ark. The centimeter of the ark. So it's not a thing to be angry about. And I'm particular about this place first. And so also you shouldn't be, you know, you shouldn't be loose about your life. You know, the order and structure God is giving to you. Nobody should be angry about it. Hear me, the order and structure God is giving to you. Like we read in that guy's story. Not the one you built for yourself. Because God will always respond to that effort. And so, men and brethren, you know, as I close, you know, this thought, and um, I want us to, to know that God is not joking with us. I, I personally... Thank you so much. I personally, I, I know it's a big deal what God is doing with us. I don't know all of the big deal, but I just have a clue that is a big deal. And one promise I make to myself is to watch, look, observe, perceive, pray, be diligent, be available, be used, be, be a servant, be, 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 be represented. You know, you can't be here and hide. Like we said, preservation is not even... But we know that the technique for God preserving us, the movement, the revival, the blessings, and it becoming an heritage from generations to come, is in us following in details the order and the structure that God gives to us. Shall we begin to pray?